0: Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Warm day, huh? Yeah. Any questions tonight? Come on. I
1: have a question, which, in a sense, it ought to be not already answered, with this song like we need some clarification. We've been here now with Prasanna for the better part of two weeks, and we've seen how the devotees are attending to all their duties so nicely, like Shan taking care of the deities and Namruchi cooking every day, and everyone has their place. And most of us don't live in an environment like this where we have such clear-cut duties, so I'm, I'm wondering if you could say something about how you would see the duties of someone living outside the ashram environment in relation to the mission and us.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Bhakti Vinod, he uh, he starts off with something like that, but in different times, in different circumstances. He says, grihetako, Tako So whether you, you live in a griha, in a house, or in the forest, the classical kind of terms used to differentiate between a mendicant renunciate living in the forest and uh, and um, householder. Grihe whether you whether whether you live in a forest or in a in a house whether you're a householder or a sannyasi, it's kind of the idea. A renunciate. Grihe sadahari always chant the name of Krishna. Hmm. hmm. In happiness or distress, it doesn't matter. Hmm. This is, of course, very central to the idea of bhakti. Happiness and tra- distress don't matter, which matters, which matter very much to everyone. <laughs> everyone is preoccupied with acquiring happiness and avoiding distress. That's kind of material life in a nutshell. Hmm. And uh, the, what's lost and uh, missed in that, of course, is that is that there's no difference between the two. Hmm. They're two sides of the same coin. One leads to the other, to the other, back and forth. bog and Tiag. Hmm. So uh, it is with... Um, for example, the Gita says that suffering is born from the womb of attachment and our attachments are our likes if you will things that bring us happiness hmm? so in due course they they change course they change their face hmm? and so the yogic idea is to is to come in between this to come to some equipoise and um, not ride the emotional roller coasters of happinesses and distress from acquisition and loss and hankering and lamentation and so on and so forth. And uh, the way in which this is uh, accomplished in Bhakti is that in Bhakti, one identifies oneself as a servant of Krishna And in a serving environment, then uh, his or her objective is only to do the service. Whether it's difficult to do or easy to do, hmm, um, it it doesn't really make any difference. I've given an example many times of, of Miguel, who... I think that was him or Juan, I told one day, you know, they'd been digging ditches, and I said, you know, maybe today you want to do something like this. It. it doesn't matter. Our business is just to serve you. If you're pleased, then God's pleased. What do you say? God's pleased with us. Hmm? What do they say? They say, oh, I keep thinking the Bengali, Kripa de, de Dios, but <laughs> how do they say? Hmm? Gracias de, Gracia de Dios. How are you doing, Juan? This by the grace of God, I've got work hmm. something like that so uh, so if he can and, and he's working for for me as he sees it so so if you're pleased then that's it doesn't matter if it if the work is hard or easy that's not what we're meditating on meditating on pleasing you only and so it's a simple example but uh, if it's really played out hmm, then. The fact is, one transcends this, or gets off this roller coaster, if you will, of ups and downs, and of uh, um, pursuit and 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 the result of being chased. We're pursuing, and we're being chased, pursuing and being chased, and so forth. Hmm. So, it's central to yoga and and in, in, in Bhakti yoga, this is the way it's accomplished uh, by positing a third thing: dedication exploitation, or taking on the one hand, acquiring, and renunciation on the other hand, giving it up, hmm. um, and in between, dedication, and in the context of dedication, there may be some renunciation, and there may be some acquisition, if you need to acquire something, we're serving Krishna, we'll acquire, if we need to give up something, we'll give it up, right, so so that's what he's talking about in, in the song there when he says suke duke varane harinam. Just do harinam and don't worry about happiness or distress. And of course the idea is you come to, you, you rise above this duality of happiness and distress, you come to non-dual consciousness, kind of a, a canvas of non-dual consciousness on which movement of Krishna Leela takes place. Hmm. And there, in that meditative realm, there's also happiness and distress. Oh my God. We, we're just supposed to get away from that all and now we've entered into it again. But there, unlike here, where the happiness is really leads to distress, the distress leads to happiness and they're all happiness. It's all happiness. Here it's all really unhappiness properly understood at a given time hmm? but there for example there's union with krishna and separation like 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 the high and low tide of the sea hmm? or like the two banks of a river so the leela moves like that so there's union with krishna separation from krishna and so the hearts are rising and falling just like in ordinary life but because the center the object on which they're rising and falling around is transcendent and uh, and the perfect object of, of love hmm? and and the center is as we began pleasing pleasing the godhead hmm? then even the separation is if he, he wants to be separated then we we'll accept it's pleasing it's painful but it's pleasing to him because our center is different hmm? center is on pleasing him so so that that said, um, the song was written, of course, quite some time ago, over more than a hundred years ago, and um, and um, at a time and in a culture where, by today's standard, the householders would be renunciates. Hmm. <laughs> They're living. He's preaching in the villages in Bengal, hmm. and uh, he had a program called Nam Hut. He set up marketplaces of the name hmm? and he um, organized people for chanting and he had a whole system hmm? that he preached in the villages and people would become uh, different, they would become group leaders and depending on how much they chanted and so forth and so on and he just encouraged this religion of chanting. He called the church of the Holy Name, the Church of Kirtan. This was his idea. He didn't form an institution. Actually, his idea was the Church of the Holy Name. Of course, he asked his student to form, give some shape to that, and he formed an institution. But, um, but the householders, as I say, that if we were looking to them to, at them today, they lived simply and uh, and uh, and had sufficient time for hearing and chanting. They were not dis under the illusion that they would save time, as we are, by modern technology, computers and cell phones. It's an illusion, of course, as you know, that we save time, we actually just have to go that much faster, and that more things to do and answer to, and people want answers quicker, and, and so on and so forth. So they, they lived um, without such things. Can you imagine? They were like renunciates, by modern American uh, standards, simply and, and also their spiritual practice was something that was accepted in the society. Hmm. So they, they, they wore simple white cloth that was common and they decorated themselves with the, with the godi of Aishunov markings of Tilak and there would be so many other families and so they had a whole community people living like that, it wasn't like, you know, the, the the doctor, what are you, the Superman and Clark Kent type of a thing where you get in the phone booth and then head out to work and come back and change and enter into the house again, something like that. So it was, the the culture was very supportive, I want to say. And so, I don't think your question would have arisen there. It's been answered by Bhakti Vinod in that situation, but it is a, bewildering question I suppose um, nowadays where many people become interested in and become practitioners of um, Krishna Bhakti and, and uh, Chaitanya Bhakti and they, they don't naturally they're family people so they don't live in the ashram well to, to answer your question in one sense that my groomers wanted to create communities where they could all move to <laughs> And uh, and they would be expanded um, senses of monastic ashrams where people had employment and and uh, he wanted to kind of recreate an agrarian-based uh, kind of lifestyle, hmm? a very, if you studied a very Ga- Gandhian type of uh, approach, and um, which would give more time and bring people closer to to, to nature, which is grounding, hmm? and and so forth, And, and all live in proximity of the temple and ashram and so on and so forth. So monastic community and then extended community around, that's what he wanted. He wanted to protect them. He understood the problems of modern society were not, were such that they didn't, uh, they weren't conducive, and doesn't doesn't get better. I don't think as time goes on. And, um, of course, we can, you know, there are people who are sympathetic to these types of ideas, and we can obviously we we make friends with them, and we have some community with them, and so on. And, um, but it's it's not the same as living in an extended community of devotees with a concerted idea, and so forth, all supportive. Hmm, that's what we want. I think there's a lot of wisdom to that. Hmm. Um, that said, it's, it's easier said than done, and probably the economy side of it is is you know one of the larger issues. Hmm. Um, schooling and no, no, there's a lot of issues. It's 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 a big big project. Still, some effort should be made for that. So we're making some effort for that, following in his footsteps. More so in Saragrahi, where the facilities lend to that more than, than here. This is more like a place of pilgrimage to come, which should be done also. Same with with Um But that said, in the meantime, <laughs> so we could see, we have should have an end game perhaps hmm? for such. Um, uh, lifestyle and living in proximity of such a community. But in the meantime, um, the householder devotees, they should have you know, some, some... Well, the other side of it, they should create some semblance of the ashram, the temple in their house. Hmm? And basically, I think, the overarching answer to your question is that they have to make the sadhana that hub, the hub, around which everything else orbits. It just doesn't get put off. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get put off and put on the back burner because this happened or that happened. Other things are, uh, that kind of comes first. That's the center. Mm -hmm. You got to develop a sadhaka's ego, something like that. Mm -hmm. Practitioner's ego. So there are certain things they should put in place you know, in householder life, that are firm, make boundaries, and and so on and so forth, um, and uh, um, regulate themselves. and So there's time for um, practice, and then to you know beyond that, they have to have some lifestyle, and livelihood to find some livelihood that that hopefully works well with their um worldview hmm? and it's conducive to that or perhaps if it's a, some professional field then it can be it can be drawn upon used um the mission needs things like that lawyers and doctors and so on and so forth and, and uh so um uh, and then on top of that, I think then you try to come to the festivals that we do and come like you do here for pilgrimages. It must be the sixth or seventh year you've been coming here. Fifth year. Sixth, okay. sixth year. Yeah. You came before we had lights, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were here for the, when the lights first went on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> slightly. <laughs> barely. Uh, from the turbine. Yeah. You know, and make those the highlights. So you make time for that. You save save funding for that. Make the pilgrimage and so forth and stay connected. And, and there are other things that we provide, you know, as far as possible on the Internet to give people a spiritual, social kind of connection and so forth. So you try to take advantage of those things. But the principles are there and then accordingly you, you try to apply them. But you do want to you know, come to a a situation where your your practice can be more supported and and intensified and so forth. And and I think that uh, probably that that which um, is most supportive and fosters our growth and and the thinking like that that comes from your question, and and so forth, to want to make your lifestyle uh, one that's conducive for spiritual practice and so forth. The main thing is to have associations. So that's why these kind of centers are important. Hmm. So there are places to come and have intense intensives, if you will. Hmm. Um, and uh, they can, you know, do more for your practice than your practice can do for, for a whole, whole year or something. But why wait a year? We have festivals throughout the year and try to come to them. So we're working on that and promoting them and making them better and so forth. And, and uh, that's my answer. Does that help? Yeah. I mean, you have your livelihood too, you work, so, you, you know, some... Some you, you should take joy in spending funds for these kind of projects. This is for your yourself, for your own. And you could see the ashrams as your own oasis, places of pilgrimage. Then you want to facilitate them. And you want to, when the next time you come, that thing is fixed. They've <laughs> got a hot water heater or something or what? They're hard to maintain here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the problem. <laughs> but uh, um, something like that, you know, you think about that and. And it's your your place. So as it becomes your excitement to see, I like to see that of on develop, go to another level, come back again, see where it is next year, and um, and everybody has some, as they say, um, disposable income. You can throw it at the mission, and dispose of it over here, and uh, and um, you know, that's in your. Your spiritual interest to make those communities, to grow those communities, to grow the facilities and so forth. Hmm. Um, so the, that's why it's good to come and then you say, "Well, it's so nice." And go away and come back. It's so nice. I'd like to, you know, develop it, help it. Hmm. And, and gradually, that the idea is that becomes why you're 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 working. And then you th- start thinking, "Why am I working? <laughs> I could be living there." <laughs> hmm. Maybe I should try that. We could change this and that and whatever. So this is the idea. Hmm. What else? Anything? Follow-up? Yes.
1: Like a small follow-up to that sometimes 10% of income is mentioned like as a guideline. So could there also be like a generic guideline for was thinking of how you said that the sadhana should be, what our lives should revolve around. Like, could there also be like a guideline for the percentage of time that we should spend in our sadhana?
0: Yeah, sure. That's why we give a number of rounds a chance. For example, and you know, you see at the ashram what we do, what the program is. You know, we are going from five until six seven eight and then there's finally there's breakfast and then the day kind of begins and so forth so so try to recreate something something like that hmm. if you can you know replace the whatever television or something with a with an altar hmm. contemplate it morning and evening and go for it, decorate it, shop for it, so so. it's very user-friendly as you can see because we do all these things. What else? Yes? I have two
1: questions, one is from Nava Yovana, one is from
0: um, which whichever you like? Uh,
1: Nava Yovana um, asked me to ask you about it. Um, He's troubled by a devotee who uh, posts uh, a lot of anti semitic um, comments on Facebook, and now a nice of uh, Jewish So um, he's wondering how should he react to that? Uh, this devotee he cannot totally avoid. Um, they have to meet sometimes in real life. They have what? Uh, sometimes they meet in real life so he cannot totally
0: avoid this person so he was wondering should he react and if yes then how well I would react um, I would react and I would um, explain to him that the very basic teaching here is that there's a difference between the body and the soul and that, um, we are supposed to relate to people as Atmas rather than as Americans or Indians or Catholics or Jews or whatever ethnicity, hmm? and to see their, their prospect in, in spiritual life and any kind of anti-Semitism or racism, which is the, basically the same thing, hmm? sexism, racism, anti-Semitism, you know, it's all in the same bag, um anti-semitite might be a might be a homophobic might be probably be sexist and and racist too a lot of these people don't realize that they are they have no idea they don't really understand it um, but um, for a devotee I would think that the the kind of anti-Semitism you hear sometimes by really uninformed people is is the zionist type of you know, the Jews are controlling the world. And they've got all that. They're doing the ba- banking. And I don't know. You know, these are like really weird ideas. Um, but um, otherwise, he probably just doesn't hate Jewish people. But the idea, he has an idea that Jewish people have some control in the world. I would imagine that that's the kind of thing you usually see. They have some control in the world and the world's being distorted by them and if it weren't for them well the fact of the matter is if it were for them or weren't for them he's supposed to be a devotee we're not really political Hmm. and uh, there's all this politics stuff this is all a waste of time Hmm. it's full of relativity and, and so forth he should be thinking the only way the world is going to become better is if people become more spiritual. It doesn't matter who's running it, who's not. I mean, the Jews are not running the world and all that stuff's crazy, but even if they are, hmm, we have, you know, we have no business thinking any more ill of them than anyone else. Someone asked me one one night at Audari, a visitor, you might have heard the talk, what are we going to do? Why, You know, it was a nice talk because I was talking about chanting or something, you know, spiritual practice. He said, but what about... You know, the fact that, that they're out, the corporations, and they're doing this, and they're doing that, and all this exploitation in the world, it's, you know, very political orientation, and so forth. And um, he kept saying, they, 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 and I said, well, my answer to you is that you are they, in short. You are they. Hmm? So, the point being, everybody in this world is, is involved in some exploitation, hmm? much as we are identified with the body, it has needs, so we feel a need to take, hmm, acquire, you know, to sustain it, to maintain it, and so on and so forth. So, um, even the breatharians, you know, you got to breathe one breath, you know, a month or something like that. So, of course, in bhakti, you know, we turn the whole thing around. We we, we, we breathe for Krishna. So, it's, you know, it's we don't try to, stop breathing or stop taking we only we we do dedication and in the context of dedication as i said sometimes there's a need for acquiring sometimes a need for giving up so it's a very happy kind of solution but the point is that um it it doesn't matter who the ruling party is and how they may be exploiting uh, um on a large level on a small level others are exploiting some some are better than others. So, but, I mean, it's just a soup of relativity. It really should not be the preoccupation of someone who who wants to make spiritual practice. You're not going to make spiritual practice by being absorbed in political um, ideas. There may we have some political opinions, I suppose. I mean, we have some policies that we think are good, and um, and so forth. But to to me, I mean, I don't know the person, but it speaks to me of someone who's preoccupied with such types of things and conspiracy theories and all this stuff. and This just doesn't really do anything for his spiritual life. Indeed, Sridhar Maharaj called it prajalpo. Hmm? So, what prajalpo means that uh, idle talk, hmm? gossip. Hmm? He said, she said, it's on a different level, but he said, and that's pretty much what politics is. He said. And they take it out of context and play it up and make a big article and, 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 and people talking heads about it. Did he say it? How did he say it? Hmm? He said it. Hmm. What does it mean? I and mean, it's just like it's that's that's just maddening what they do. I mean, it, it really is. Uh, it's, it's 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 insane, uh, uh, and it's you know it's it's entertains people. It's just very bizarre. So it's not a, a place. Or devotees to be preoccupied. Hm. And so one way to address the issue, given the circumstances that you presented, that he presents, is to say, you know, I'm not into politics, and I don't think really you should be either. It's just really it's not in our interest. Sri Marsh called it Prajalpo.
2: Hmm?
0: Yeah. India when India got its liberation, Swaraj Right? And it became a, a nation hmm? um, and the British left. Hmm? then the whole uh, nation, well the men of the nation, as it was the culture of the time, they were all absorbed in politics. So that's all they would you know talk about, <coughs> go to the tea shops and whatnot and in between time you know how to run the nation, it's a new nation. Hmm. Nehru was the first, I guess, prime minister. And so you know, they were an independent nation in the world. Hmm. And so you think, well, it's a pretty good time to be preoccupied with politics. Well, Prabhupada was selling Back to Godhead magazines at the tea shops. they were all talking politics. And he would give them the Back to Godhead magazine. That was his, his, his thing. Hmm. He thought, India has become liberated from the British, but when will India become liberated from India? from Indianism (laughs) and and, and so forth Hmm? so that's the you know what he has been as a devotee initiated into hmm? and his life as a sadhaka so it's unbecoming that he would be so preoccupied with who's running the country who's exploiting more than another and so on and so forth Hmm? Um. And so that's one way to answer without confronting the issue directly,
2: hmm?
0: right? Hmm. Like one thing, I never talk about politics and religion. If you want to talk about spiritual life? That's another thing. But no, so something like that, and you can make a you know presentation along the lines that I'm making. Who cares who's running? Whether they do or not, Jewish people, this people, Nazis, whatever you know, communists. Corporations. I mean, that's just the world. Hmm? It, it'll never end. It goes on on some level. Everybody's doing. You're doing it too. So we should be preoccupied with something else. That's one approach. The other approach, of course, and and, 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 and is is to point out that that um, again, as I started, our teaching is that there's a, that the self is not the body hmm? and the ethnicity, and we are we are told to see people. Um, um, not in terms of their ethnicity. And the Bhagavatam says that those who offer the uh, items in puja to the deity, hmm, um, but do not uh, honor all people, regardless of their ethnicity, hmm, that the, Krishna says there in the in the their offering unto me is like pouring. What does he say? Ashes. Like offering ashes, something like that. Hmm? You don't offer the ashes.
2: Hmm?
0: Um, he, he says so, so. So I don't accept the offering of the people hmm, who relate to others only in terms of their ethnicity and not. Do not see them and their bodies as places in which I reside. Hmm? So the idea is, he's speaking about the universalization of the deity. The deity is not just in a temple, close the doors, he's gone. Hmm? No, he's in everyone's heart. Hmm? This is said in the Bhagavatam when Sukadev begins to speak to Pariksit Marsh. He begins to speak, the first step in God-realization, the chapter is entitled by Prabhupada, I mean, I don't know what the translation is, but anyway, that's how it begins, and it's it's about the Paramatma, hmm? understanding God in the heart, and he starts to speak about seeing the world in terms of a the body of God. The sun is one eye, the moon is the other. The, these are the kind of meditations and preoccupations that we should have that universalize our deity, I mean, the deity is universalized, but we universalize our sense of the deity. It's not, not just here in a box. Hmm? You're supposed to pay enough ten- attention there that we that we get something from we turn around and we see he's everywhere. Hmm? Um, and then respect people um, accordingly. Maybe some people you may have to avoid because they don't have good character and so on and so forth, but that's on an individual basis. You know, you can't make a generalization. All white people are bad. All Jewish people are bad. I mean, that's just that those kind of generalizations are are just. Uh, I mean, ignorance. Hmm? And um, I mean, I don't know. What can I say? Nothing could be more obvious. To, uh, but uh, but I would, you know, try to explain these these things to him, and that we don't do that. You know. Um, um. And, uh, and it's a really kind of basic. He's not going to make spiritual progress with that kind of thinking. He's just not at all. That is going to make offenses. Mm-hmm. Um. And and obviously his just his just consciousness is in
2: is
0: in, in the wrong place. He's not living a life like a sadhaka These are not the thoughts of, of sadhaka's we don't find these these are the things that Bhaktivinoda talk was singing about, you know, gotta get rid of the British. You know, he's not think Bhakti Vinod the India was preoccupied by excuse me, occupied by the British, ruled by the British. And Bhakti Vinod and people were complaining, you know, some people and they wanted freedoms and so forth. And Bhakti Vinod's opinion was well they don't bother us as far as chanting Hare Krishna, so I don't have a problem with it. That was his thinking. Hmm? Um, and they're pretty good managers, so let him, they want to run, they want to manage things, let them manage it, as long as we can practice our spiritual life, we don't have a problem with it. That was his thinking. Hmm? Meanwhile, people think, we've got to get the British out of, you know, so he had a very different perspective. I mean, I think they should have got the British out of there too, but still, I mean, that's what he, how he thought. <laughs> that's how he thought. Hmm? You can see what his preoccupation was. Hmm? So, on two levels, I'm giving you an answer. Hmm? He's, has, these are the wrong thoughts. You're preoccupied in the wrong way. On one sense, with politics and so forth, and, and, and things, and with things you can't sort out and figure out who's to blame. You know, who's going to figure out the Palestinian-Israeli situation? You know, you can, you can cut it up a million different ways. and There's argument on either side, I suppose. I don't know. Um, But that end, then, metaphysically speaking, you're supposed to be thinking that you're not the body, honoring all beings. Hmm. and um, So I would advise that he, you know, speak to him like that. Hmm. And just tell him that it really, I don't have an ear for it. Hmm. I don't like it. And if he, if, he, if, he, if he hears this and thinks, oh, I was also absorbed in politics, so I just had a different politics, then he should also retire that. And he could tell him, I've decided to give up politics, so let's not talk about that. Mm-hmm. My groomer said it's Pajalpo. No. It's it's, it's I mean, you know, activism, obviously, political activism can look very good. And it's, on some level, it, it is. It's, a, you know, and, and, and but then it's, it's so relative, it's so debatable. Hmm? Some things, we're sure it's not debatable, because we're on one side of the, you know, of the uh, equation, and it's a certain psychology, and certain sensibilities, and so forth, and so on. Hmm? But there's a higher calling, if you will. There's an absolute altruism, an absolute philanthropism, hmm? and We've been um, called for that. We have insight into that. Um, you know, I've given the example before. If you're sitting in a room and someone passes the hat around to give a dollar or something to feed the hungry people, goes all the way around, comes to you, and you say, "I'm not going to give," and everybody goes, "Oh, bad!" And then you explain, "I'm not going to give because giving the dollar and the hat to feed the people is not going to solve the problem. The problem is the mayor." is organized like this and some people are being marginalized and therefore we should, I'm going to put all my money in this hat. And in fact, I'm going to pass it around and ask you to put money in this hat to change to get a new mayor. And everybody goes, wow, yeah, that's on another level. Huh? I'm not going to give money to, to people on the street. I'm going to put it in this hat to change the mayor and then get rid of one guy and put food in everybody's mouth. And so higher idea. Hmm. And, then, and then they come to me and I say, I'm not giving for the mayor. Hmm. Oh, bad. No. And I have my hat to pass around. My hat is that changing the mayor is not going to solve the problem. Hmm. Indeed, feeding people is not going to stop hunger. It'll come in a few minutes afterwards. <laughs> it will keep coming.
2: Hmm.
0: So hunger is a symptom of the... The problem of material existence, hmm? and we can solve not the world's problems, but the world of problems. Hmm? It's a perspective. There's a certain perspective, but we have a certain orientation that we have hmm? that is um, um, giving rise to the perception of problems, and by changing the orientation. You could say, but well, still people are going to be hungry. That's true. Some people are going to be hungry. And, and, and some people should feed them. And some people should change the mayor and so forth. That's true. But it's not going to be me. Because I've got other things to do. And it looked at carefully, they are more comprehensive. But so what? What if one person becomes enlightened? Yeah, what if they do? That's good. <laughs> That's, that is the solution. That is the whole solution. Hmm? And what if it's you? Hmm? Hmm. And then, you know, your you'll be, you're, wow, he did it. There'll be talk about you forever. Hmm? He did
2: it. He
0: did like this. Hmm? Yeah. Ended all the, all the problems. Hmm? So if you've got a little ear for that, a little sympathy for that,
2: hmm? yeah.
0: this should be your, your calling. If in the context of that, you can also do good on another level, philanthropically and altruistically or something like that, fine. But not that I'm going to stop talking here to go open a kitchen, you know, in Samara and start a, you know, or whatever, or free clinic or something like that. Uh, right? Other people can do that. They don't hear, have this calling. They don't get it on this level. So they should put hat in the mayoral hat. Hmm? Put money in the mayoral hat. But... but our calling is different, so you're meant to make a comprehensive solution to the world problem, and you are part of it, <laughs> so change your, your life. Doctor, cure thyself. That is the message of the Gita. Hmm? Are you not part of the world? <laughs> are you not part of the problem? So be this, be the solution. And what's your question?
1: Uh, I was thinking, Sergio Maharaj that um, one can aspire to join the um, Plakata um, of Chaitanya Mahatma. So I was thinking, maybe that's it, but I was thinking like when uh, someone becomes pure devotee, he's liberated from influence of uh, material nature. So is it possible that instead of like, appearing in one of uh, unlimited universes, where it said that lila is going on somewhere, one could appear in the lila that already was uh, on Earth? Because time has no influence on soul really.
0: Go back in time? You mean? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's possible. (laughs) It's 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 possible. Hmm. Why not? What else? You had a question.
1: Um, On behalf of Dana, um, she was wondering if someone has a um, is most familiar with a conception of salvation from Christianity. How might you explain? Salvation, so to speak, from a Godia
0: perspective. Well I would I would see the Catholic idea of salvation to be um, similar you want to like a Godia explanation of it? Similar to the Gaudiya idea of um, Shantarasa. Shantarasa is is, is um a because i was raised as a catholic so they have this idea of the beatific vision Hmm? they attain the beatific vision so this is like a passive adoration it speaks of a passive eternal passive adoration of the godhead Hmm? and that's what shantarasa is Hmm? and shanta means means like neutral so it's it's um, passive. Dasya, we have these different rasas, kind of aesthetic um, experiences of love and transcendence, right? So dasya is active, servitude. Sakya is active, but it's uh, has more intimacy, friendship. Vatsalya is active, but it's a parental type of love hmm? and Madhuri is a romantic type of love so there's thought to be a a gradation of intensity there, all of them are perfect hmm? and we'll be called by one or the other according to the association that we we get and so on and so forth but the Shantarasa hmm, different from the other four is that it's passive hmm? passive adoration Um, and it is in our tradition, the one who attains the Shantarasa is preoccupied with the vision of the form of the Godhead. Hmm? Not with Leela's qualities and so forth. Hmm? Leela is movement. Hmm? So... um, um one of the Shantaras is, is, is only focused on the form of the Godhead, the root of the form, In hmm? sub some type, some type of kind of meditative adoration, if you will. Mm-hmm. Now, um there's not a lot that I know of uh of description of an afterlife in Christianity or Catholicism. Mm-hmm. So um, even from very qualified mystics that in, 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 came in the, in the Catholic Church, um, um, and that leads me also to believe that their experience is something along those, those lines. Hmm. Krishna, of course, says in the Gita, as people approach me, I reciprocate accordingly. And also, the Bhagavatam it's mentioned that there are unlimited faces, of the Godhead. So if your approach to the Godhead is one that's actually ego-effacing, which is my criterion for it being spiritual rather than psychic or quasi-spiritual or whatnot, Um, and some of those Catholic saints are good examples of having effaced the material ego, if you will. Um, If your Practice in your tradition is ego-effacing, then the uh, experience that you derive from that, while it may be different from another tradition,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is which is a question atheists ask. Well, this guy says it's Shiva, this guy says it's Jesus. Yeah. You know, he looked pretty different to me. You know, it's all a hallucination and imagination, and so on and so forth. But um, the Godhead. Makes appearances in the world in different ways. Bhakti Benotank, comments on the famous Gita verse, the Bhagavad Gita, the fourth chapter. Krishna says, "I come again and again to establish Dharma." Hmm? And Bhakti Vinod said, "This doesn't mean only in India. He comes also outside of India and establishes Dharma in other places, according to where the people are, hmm? in some empowered form." Hmm? He uses the word Shakyavesh. He's referring to Jesus and Muhammad and these kind of you know people and so forth. They teach Dharma according to the, those people and, and then people practice accordingly and they get a, 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 a result that is relative to the approach. And again, the God it has many faces, so hmm, why not? The Jesus planet, there could be one. Hmm. But most people seem to be in Shantarasa there, so it's uh, not as... Where in different very differently Gody Vaishnavism, this is it all it's all about this other world, this meditative subjective world experience and it's full of descriptions of the possibilities there. It's very unique in this regard. Um, but that's the kind of the way, you know, you we kind of fit Catholicism within our f- framework, or Christianity within our framework. Hmm. And you know we see in, in Jesus the kind of qualities of a, of a great teacher, mystic and detached, and all the things we talk about there in his person and so forth so so, the, so there, there's the, I guess I want to say that uh, you know the, the, that has, there has been some depiction. I guess of that Catholic afterlife on the part of the artists in Europe, and you've got that Peter and Paul. They got, I guess, they got wings. I don't know at the gates, and you know angels and some artistic graphic icona iconography. Also, the depicting that world whether that depiction is coming from the saints experience or it's it's it maybe imaginative creative you know a way of thinking about it. i'm not in that in that um religion to to weigh in on that but it, but it wouldn't it doesn't bother me if it you know i mean it, it, i conceivably it's it's an actual description of a spiritual a vaikuntha planet if you will hmm? And they're a, little, they're a little different over there than hmm. <laughs> Shiva's planet or something, or, you know, a boat. These are all, you know, part of the sub- sub- subjective world. As I was saying the other day, there's so many possibilities. But the difference between this world and that world, this divide, is this material ego identity. This That has to be dissolved. Hmm. Then again, how we dissolve it, in what context... Will determine the nature of the experience afterward, all of which is good and desirable. Hmm. So, Shantarasa, passive adoration. Uh, what else? Who were you in there cooking? I was
2: making ginger ale. Huh?
0: That's different from from our ginger. Make an ale in the kitchen.
2: <laughs>
0: okay. All right. So let's we'll stop there. See see the algae go bald. Yeah. What is not good from prakhi? Yeah.
2: Or bhakti. Yeah. So it's